0: The show you love with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show. Now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And a wonderful Wednesday afternoon to you here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation and much to converse about there is definitely today. Governor, first up, and, and this just came in uh, a little bit before airtime here, Governor Newsom has proposed yet another version of a gas tax relief patch. That's right, yet another version. Uh, last we heard, it was uh, $400 uh, given to uh, taxpaying families and such, uh, and then it was uh, $200 uh, to uh, families and $200 to dependents, and any, there have been various variations. Today, here's the new iteration. H- how many iterations are we going to have? This came as a press release from the governor's office today. Uh, so the new plan calls for uh, $400 uh, debit cards, apparently. That, that's right. Uh, the gas tax rebate would take the form of $400 debit cards to California car owners, and that would be capped at two cars, apparently, uh, per family, and now it's based on registration, not on income. Registration, not on income. Now, last we heard, there was a cap if you made as a family $250,000 a year or more, you didn't qualify for the uh, originally $400, then it was $200, $200 per person. Now, $400 debit cards. Do you think that's a workable? Do you think that's workable? 400 would you like a $400 debit card? from the state of California to use at a gas station. And apparently you could have up to two of those uh, per family. and But only if you uh, apparently are registered, have your car registered. Now let me explore some thoughts with you about this. Number one, where does it end? Where does it end? It, it's been a while. It's, it's been uh, two weeks about since uh, he first announced we were going to tackle this. And actually, some Republicans actually have a uh, a timer going on how long it's been since he actually made these, uh, this promise to deal with the gas uh, tax issue. I don't know where that what it's up to now is 12 days, a couple of days ago. I'm pretty sure we're in the two-week realm at this point. So. The problem, immediate problem I see is number one, the stuff in Sacramento apparently can't decide upon a plan. We've had three, four, maybe even five iterations of this so far. And why can, can we decide on something and go with it? It seems to, the, the two thoughts come to my mind. Number one, Are we intentionally doing new versions because the intent is to kick the can down the road, the gas can, down the road until either we forget about it, which I doubt we're going to do as long as we have to stick gas pumps into our cars, or uh, number two, that we reach November 2022 – and we've stretched this out so far without landing on a specific solution that uh they're hoping that the voters will be encouraged that they're still working on it i th- that's the, the basis of my initial concerns. My second concern big one is I don't want a four hundred dollar debit card to use at the gas station. why? And I know many of you are coming up with this answer right away. I see hands going up in the listening audience already on this. You got it. At most gas stations, you pay more for using a debit card or a credit card than you do if you're paying cash. Here at the Douglas household, I mean, we're trying to be as economic as possible. We have gone to paying cash. For our gas, because at most stations, the uh, the the lower rate is is for cash. So I'm suspecting that the debit card would uh, result in having that extra extra charge, that that extra fee you have to pay per gallon of gas. I I don't know that for sure, but that's uh, that's my suspicion. All right. And there uh, apparently there are some other uh, other aspects of this. And this is I'm um, looking here at some information from Ashley Zavala. Uh, it's a very good. Uh, California capital reporter. Pretty, pretty factual. Uh, she says the proposal also includes five hundred twenty million dollars to pause inflationary adjustment to gas diesel excise tax. What does that mean to pause it? Six hundred million to pause part of the sales tax on diesel for one year. Seven hundred million in grants to incentive rail to offer free rides to Californians for three months. All right. So apparently they're looking at providing seven hundred fifty million. Uh, I would I would assume to uh, Amtrak, maybe BART, and and such, to uh, provide free rides to Californians for three months. What do you think of this proposal? Is this a good thing, or are we kicking the can down the road again? 209-551-3483, our number while you're thinking of that, 209 551 3 again the the sum and substance of this governor newsom now is proposing 400 dollar debit cards to use at gas stations uh, a maximum of two per household and you have to uh, you have to have had um your car registered apparently so uh with that 750 million an incentive grants to transit and rail agencies. All right, that that probably means buses as well, I would guess, to provide tree, free transit to Californians for three months. Now, what do you think is going to happen? Yeah, as a result, they say roughly 3 million Californians per day who take the bus subway or light rail won't have to pay a fare every time they ride. Uh, do you think possibly a bunch of people that don't normally ride the bus or don't normally ride a subway don't really have those here or light rail don't you think they would jump on as well i i see a a uh, a rush to take advantage of free rides for for three months to hop on amtrak and go over to uh jack london square maybe uh head over uh to uh, richmond perhaps i mean there are a lot of different possibilities here all right, and then $600 million to pause a part of the state sales tax on diesel for a year. And then $523 million to pause the inflationary adjustment to gas and diesel excise tax rates. Again, $400 debit cards for registered vehicle owners. Individuals will be eligible to receive up to two payments And they say the average California driver spends approximately $300 in gasoline excise tax over a year. Well, I think that uh, that probably depends on uh, how often you drive, whether you're driving professionally or not. Um, I don't know. So your opinion on this? We'll take your calls in just a few moments. Uh, And before we do that, I want to remind you of another thing that we deal with a lot, and that's real estate. And when it comes to real estate, I look for some help because I am not an expert. Don't know about you. The Modesto real estate market, by the way, it's hot. Prices are rising, inventories going down, declining, interest rates uncertain in today's world. So selling your home now may be the right move to maximize your equity and maybe your family is growing or you're working from home and it means you need more space. Well, call the agent I trust and recommend called Dan Phipps. Now, Dan's proprietary marketing system guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours for full market value, or he'll sell it for free. And it's designed to maximize your sales price. You're in complete control. No requirements for costly repairs, no long-term contracts, and you pick your move date. They can even find you a new home before you move. Isn't that amazing? Dan helped Juan and Mirna sell their home in series. uh, Over, I think, $5,000 if they needed to buy their bigger dream property. So call Dan Phipps. Dan is the man I would hire to sell my own home. He's the only agent who guarantees multiple offers in 72 hours or it's sold free. Call Dan Phipps. He's at 209-840-6378 or go to danphipps.com. That's Dan Phipps with three Ps, D-A-N-P-H-I.com. We'll talk more about the governor's new proposal for helping us out with the state gas tax Coming up in three minutes on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from three till five on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome back to the Mike Douglas show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation right now. Our conversation centering around uh, the new proposal, yet another one from Governor Newsom uh, in relation to the state gas tax. And that is uh, we would all get those of us who are registered owners of cards uh, up to two debit cards per household uh, for $400 each that uh, we could use to to buy gasoline, uh, let, let's, let's let's try to get, uh, let's discuss this. So let, let's kick this around together and see if we can come up with a, a reasonable assessment of this. Our phone number here, 209-551-3483, 209-551-3483, and uh, let's go to Nancy in Modesto. Nancy, what do you think about this?
2: Hi, Mike. Yeah, thank you. I just think it's just another bureaucracy. And I really like the, uh, I think it was Kevin Kiley's plan where he said to just remove the tax because we're still going to be having that bloated tax on there. And I just don't see how, you know, I don't want another program from the government. If they just cut the tax, then, you know, it's everybody's going to see the benefit, especially like ones I feel bad for the plumbers, heating and air companies that have to drive around a lot during the daytime, you know to fix our heaters and and air conditioners and, you know, our truckers and stuff. I just think it's terrible. $400 is just nothing for them. They spend that, you know, on um, one week in gas.
1: Yeah, Nancy, I think one of the difficulties with with all of this is their assessment of what the average Californian uh, uses up. And I don't think they're taking into consideration Those that drive for a living, I I think you're uh, no pun intended, but right on the money uh, on that. So, Nancy, thanks for your (laughs) thoughts. Really appreciate that. Thanks for calling in. Thanks, bye. All right, so Nancy, yes, go ahead. All right, bye now. Uh, So, Nancy's, uh, I, I agree with her thoughts on this. How about if we look at the front end of this issue? Seems to me we're looking at the back end of it. Let's look at the front end of it. How about let's reduce the state excise tax on gas and let us keep the money on the front end rather than taking our money and then giving a portion of it back. I don't know. Let's, uh, let's explore that, uh, further together. 209-551-3483. The governor proposing $400 debit cards to go to Californians with registered cars as a method of, uh, dealing with the pain at the gas pump, let's go to uh, Tim in Manteca. Tim, what do you think about it?
3: Well, hi. Hey, how's it going? Um, Good. I think it's real simple. I mean, because you have no way of knowing if somebody's sitting at home driving or not or how much fuel they're spending. As far as it goes for small businesses, I own a roofing company. We're doing a job in Merced right now. So right now, to get the job with the three trucks is 300 bucks a day, which is not something I can pay out of pocket to so the homeowner's paying. So if you're having any service done in your house, you're paying more than $400, that's for sure. Number two, the reason they won't just take off the gas tax is because me and you know that means one day they'll have to put it back on, and everybody's going to go up in arms when they see actually how much it is and how much the prices go up. See so if we if they throw a little at it and say we take care of it, most people will be happy. Some people not working, not driving at all. They're going to get 400 bucks. I guess if you have an electric car, that works out well, too. But most of us, it's hitting you, – you, I mean, if you imagine everything that travels on the road from my supply house, their fuel charges, the roofing supply houses, everybody's fuel charges have gone up. And I guarantee you it's it's costing probably more than $400 a month just in fuel just in California with the tax already, besides the other fuel going up. So – I think the simple reason they'll never want to go to removing the taxes because one day they would have to put that tax back on the tank and everybody would see it jump and realize how much it is.
1: Jim, that, uh, that's a great observation, and uh, yeah, that could well be one of the rationales, and that is, look, uh, if we uh, eliminate it now, we're going to have to put it back in the future. We don't want to put up with the reaction of the public for that, so... Uh, let's just keep it where it is and do what we can to to mollify things. And, and Tim, I uh, and, and and you're a good example of this. You know, people tend to think uh, in, in boxes when when they uh, begin to unravel and they plumb the depths of these types of uh, types of decisions. You bring up a very good point, And we need to understand that in terms of service providers and the customers. Uh, you can't. Uh, in in w- with your business, you can't absorb all of that cost on yourself for the uh, extra gas or the extra fuel that's needed for your vehicles. And so what do you do to compensate for that? You have to pass it on to the customer, right? I mean, it, 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 isn't that the logical thing that has to happen?
3: Well, yeah, you hope.
1: <laughs> you, hope you hope
3: because <laughs> at the end of the day, it's nice not to work for free, but you know, right. we're in the shoot yourself in the foot state, so
1: they don't take your uh, ammo
3: away first.
1: Absolutely, Tim. Thanks a lot. Uh, good, good points, Tim from Manteca. Great, uh, great call. Uh, and so I, I, I think uh, good points uh, so far. Again, Nancy saying, how about we just do away with the tax on the front end, uh, lower it, and uh, let the folks uh, let us keep our money in our pockets or whether wherever it happens to be. And, uh, and, and rather than take it from us and then give us a portion back, uh, Tim from Manteca saying, eh, I don't know about that because I don't think they'll do it because one day they have to put the tax back in. And uh, the, rise, uh, the, the rising costs in fuel uh, when it comes to service providers, it has to be passed on to the customer, at least, uh, at least in part. And uh, so good, uh, good thoughts on this, and I, I just uh, – I don't know how many more uh, iterations we're going to have. I am highly, highly suspicious that uh, there, is, there is a thought here of kicking this gas can down the road as, uh, as long as they can, as far as they can, to either get to election time or uh, past election time uh, either way. And uh, so, anyway, we'll we'll see what happens. We'll see if tomorrow, if tomorrow brings yet another version of this from Sacramento, as we still endure the the pain at the pump. Uh, while we're talking about this, just a, a quick note: I I believe Justice Clarence Thomas is still in the hospital. Uh, unless there's another update anyone has seen. Now he's been in there since Friday. Uh, the Supreme Court uh putting out information that he had he had flu like symptoms diagnosed with an infection and his systems are abating. Well, it's Wednesday and apparently there's no update and he's getting very uh very heavy antibiotics. I'm why aren't we getting more information? This is important. Why aren't we getting more information? Uh, let's uh, squeeze in a quick call from uh, John in Brentwood regarding the gas debit cards, $400 apiece from Governor Newsom. John, it's all yours.
3: You know, I was, I've was i been thinking about this, and, and I was thinking about the $400, you know, they call the, the regular debit card for $400 just to spend. And I thought, why wouldn't the state want to do that? It would put the money back in the economy. But then I got to thinking: the reason they want to do a gas card, because you're spending the money back at the gas station, and a portion of that card is going right back to the state in taxes.
1: Hmm. Hmm. Good point.
3: So, That's so, so off point. the top, they're already getting they're, they're already getting a percentage of the money back that they're giving you.
1: Yeah, not quite double dipping, but it's kind of that principle that uh, part. Exactly. <laughs> part of it's coming back. Exactly. To, uh, See, that's why you get paid the big bucks, John. Uh, that's good yeah, thinking. Yeah, I sure
3: do. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, thanks for the call. Really appreciate it. John from uh, Brentwood, br- bringing up a, a salient point there, uh, the state's going to benefit anyway because uh, uh, part of that money, part of that $400 is going to come back to the state anyway. In uh, It's not saying there won't be any excise tax. Uh, with uh, with those cards there will be and again my suspicion is that most gas stations you use debit card you're going to pay the higher price than you would if you were paying cash Uh, so I'm beginning to think uh, although it sounds good on the surface maybe this isn't such uh, such a hot deal but we'll see we'll see what comes tomorrow. All right, we'll be back in five minutes to talk about uh, the uh, Supreme Court hearings uh, for our new Supreme Court Justice to be coming up in five minutes.
0: The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from three till five on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. <laughs> Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays hit three on Power
1: Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation as we wrestle down the issues of the day that. Concern you and me, sometimes whack us right between the eyes or in the pocketbook, at least. And uh, thank you for uh, helping us wrestle down many of these uh, issues. By the way, did you know that today is National Puppy Day? Yeah. And uh, we've, we've had quite a few. And all but one have been adopted. And I don't mean adopted like going to the... Pound or an adoption place and adopting it. These are dogs that adopted us. These are dogs that saw my wife uh, exiting the off ramp at Highway 99 and uh, decided, "Oh, that looks like someone who would take me home." And started the little guy started dodging between cars, and so she saved the dog brought it home, never found uh, who owns it. And so he's been part of our family now five or six, five or six years. Another case, uh, uh, two dogs, uh, big ones, uh, Labrador, Labrador Retriever, Yellow Lab Mixes, they were abandoned. One was skin and bones abandoned on a back road in uh, the Oakdale Riverbank area to die, and uh, another couple put the dog in their pickup truck. My wife happened to be dri- driving by, and they said, hey, could you take this dog home? We can't. We live out of the area. I think they were in Tracy or something. We live out of the area. Can you take this dog home? And do you notice a theme here? I think these dogs have a network that need a home. And they they say, look look for the little lady with, with a silver car, and if you need a home, run in front of her or lay down in front of her and and she'll help you. So anyway, today's National Puppy Day, and uh, a, little, a little later on we'll talk about the 10 most popular dogs, um, and maybe the second hour, and uh, we'll also get uh, the correct pronunciation of a dog that is mispronounced all over the place. Right now we're still talking about the uh, state, and they are... They are the ones uh, who are causing us great pain at the gas pump, in part. And we're getting your read on these $400 debit cards and those uh, being given to us to placate us about the high Price of gas. Let's go back to the phones, find out what you think before we move on to other things. Area code 209551 3483. Uh, Let's uh, find out what Kathleen thinks. Hi, Kathleen. Uh, What do you think about what's coming out of Sacramento at the moment?
4: I think uh, Sacramento is trying to legislate uh, behavior. Uh, through uh, changing the socioeconomics of people who um, consume gas. and So the socioeconomics are now to the people who are more affluent, and that forces uh, fewer people to be on the road. But there are families um, that are in the lower socioeconomics that do need to be on the road. And so um, that's what this, uh, um, let's see, uh, the, the, the gas rebate, um, gasoline rebate, it would be for it would be for um, making their um, they legislating the behavior and see it was President Biden who legislated the behavior in the first place by making us uh, dependent on on foreign oil supply and um, so he did that part he did that legislation and I think that, that it is his intent uh, behind, behind making us in dependent on foreign energy, is to uh, change our behavior here. I, I don't think he hides that at all, and I don't think his supporters uh, hide that at all. If you really listen to what they're saying, they're trying to uh, uh, legislate behavior.
1: Kathleen, that is an astute observation, and uh, I, th- that is worth taking the call all in and of itself. Uh, and, and a lot of what's happening right now. A lot of what's happening right now is about control and about trying to, as you put it, legislate behavior. Uh, Brilliant observation, Kathleen. Thank you so much. Appreciate your call. Uh, And I I believe Kathleen is right. It's all part of big government trying to get bigger and trying to legislate or control our behavior. So uh, what do you think? I mean, if they give out the $400 debit cards, would you take it? If you're a registered car owner, would you take it in the spirit of, well, at least I'm getting a little bit back from the government? I think there's two issues here to separate out. Number one is, would, would you take the cards and uh, the, the second issue that is one we've been talking about here, and that is, it is it a reasonable answer to the major issue we face? And that is the escalating prices at the pump, uh, which are skyrocketing. And that affects our economy. That affects inflation. That uh, just has a, a domino effect. But uh, th- th- there's another question attached to this. What do you think? If this and again it may change tomorrow it's changed several times uh recently uh would you take the $400 debit card or card times 2 if you're a registered car owner and uh, and spend it at the gas pump 2095513483 our line here to the Mike Douglas show 209551 Three four eight three. By the way, a couple of minutes ago, I referenced the fact uh, I, I guess it was a couple of uh, Republicans, I think, up in Sacramento, that have attached a timer to when Governor Newsom said he was going to expeditiously uh, deal with the uh, gas crisis and and get us some relief, get us some money back. Uh, I just found it; it's clicking away, so. Governor Newsom's promise to deal with this uh, expeditiously was 14 days, 19 hours, and let's see, yeah, 14 days, 19 hours, and 34 seconds ago, Uh, 34 minutes and 52 seconds ago. Now it's advanced. Now it's 14 days, 19 hours, uh, 34 minutes. Oh, now it turned 35 minutes. It's counting down, my friends. Uh, The time is wasting, and uh, our money is going with it. So what, what do you think? Would you take the cards if, in fact, the government decides to give us those cards? $400 per debit card to spend on gas times two for each household. You do have to have a registered car. What's interesting to me is that they backed off of the, uh, income limit. It was remember $200, uh, per person, uh, in the family, $200 for the, uh, uh, for the taxpayer and the dependents. But the limit was you, you, you have to make below $250,000 a year. That went out the, that went out the window while they were driving, I guess. So that's that's no no longer in force. So what about the $400? Would you take it? Would you take the debit card from Sacramento, spend it on gas or fuel? What do you think's really going on here? 2095513483. Let's see what Lucille thinks. Hi Lucille, thanks for calling. What are your thoughts about this proposal?
4: Okay, my idea is that it's just another step or possibly of digitizing our money, mm. and that's all I had to say.
1: <laughs> yeah, Lucille, uh, thank thanks for that thought. Appreciate that, and uh, L- L- Lucille, I. But you you folks are coming up with some brilliant observations today. and 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 I know you're all very intelligent. That's why I look forward to this three to five pm out two hours with you. Uh, Lucille's saying,, yeah, there's an ul- ulterior motive going here, and that is to eventually switch us off cash and our own money, uh, but to a, a digitized currency. And I'm with you, uh, Lucille. I I don't. I'm not for that, Lucille. I'm really not. I I would prefer that the dollar remain the dollar. And I am very suspicious of all digital things. Now, do I use it? Yes, I I use digital payments. Because basically, you're out of options today if if you don't, unless you want to carry around a safe with a bunch of cash in it. All right, talking about uh, gasoline fuels, rebates from the state of California, back to the phones, 209-551-3483. Let's see what Tony from Turlock has to say about that. Tony, what's your assessment of this rebate scheme from Sacramento?
5: Well, I think it's kind of a slap in the face, especially for those of us that have to commute from our area to the bigger cities to make a living wage. I I know personally, back in September, I was paying $1,100 a month in gas on my truck, and I've already downsized my vehicle to a much more fuel-efficient vehicle. But even with that, we're slowly creeping up on that $1,100 per month mark once again and like i'm really interested in how governor newsom plans on tackling that when that price of gas starts to affect the price of inflation for the rest of the goods that we need to live our everyday life and i would like to see him at the very least acknowledge that the way our state functions is with many of us in the valley and in the areas that surround the San Francisco and Los Angeles areas having to commute into those areas and from those areas in order to receive a living wage and how the major long-term effects of us not being able to go to work in the Bay Area is going to have on their quality of life as well.
1: Tony, uh, great, great observation. Uh, thanks so much for the call. I, I think Tony pointing out to us, uh, look, are they even thinking of the commuters? How, for those that are commuting, whether it's to uh, Livermore or beyond the Bay Area, uh, maybe to Richmond, Martinez, wherever it might be, those commuters from this area, you're you're getting pummeled right now. Uh, again, we're talking about the proposed rebate from the state of california to ease the pain of the uh, gas tax in the form of $400 debit cards uh, what's your evaluation of that uh, let's take uh, another call very quickly 209-551-3483 hey good afternoon kevin what are, what are your thoughts about this
6: yeah hi hey mike uh, yeah well i think it's just an it's an attempt to justify these high gas prices and say, well, you know, we we we, we gave you that four hundred dollars, so now it's okay to uh, keep hiking the gas prices to whatever they want to hike them to. You know, seven, eight, nine dollars a gallon. Say, well, we we sent you that four hundred. We took care of you, so it's a way of just justifying those high prices and rationalizing them, and saying that they took care of you, so they don't have to do anything else for you and I think it's an insult to the people of California, and I think that it shows how out of touch the people in the politicians in Sacramento are. They're just totally out of touch with, with the people of California, and uh, they just don't have a clue. They, they You know, they they don't have a clue. And then the other thing is, you know, uh, uh, trying to uh, do all of these incentives on the public transit and all that, so uh, uh, what about the fact that they're going to be throwing all these people on the buses and the trains and all that? Uh, uh, what, what about all his talk about uh, uh, not having too many people in a one crowded space? Yeah. because it's, um, <laughs> it's social distancing and all that. I guess all that goes out the window, huh? Because now you're going to have a... Uh, buses with uh, way more than the maximum capacity, all crowded with all these people. Uh, isn't that a COVID, uh, a COVID uh, incubator or whatever you want to call it? Uh, I forget the term for it, but you know what I mean. Yeah,
1: uh, absolutely, uh, Kevin. Uh, some some great thoughts there all, all across the board, and I think uh, one of those thoughts that, that really hits home to me, Kevin, is... Even if they have the best of intentions, let's 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 say, for example, they have the best of intentions. I don't think they have a clue, to use your words. I don't think they have a clue about real life and what we're uh, what we're really facing. Hey, Kevin, thanks so much for the call. Appreciate your thoughts there very much, and we'll continue the conversation. Callers up from Waterford coming up in three minutes here on the Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at
1: 3 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. And welcome back to The Mike Douglas Show on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Heating up, isn't it? starting to feel just a, a tad like the beginning of summer at this point. And, uh, I'm thrilled because the new, uh, belt, the deck belt for my John Deere Ryder Moore, my aging done, John Deere Ryder more, the deck belt has arrived, which means I'll crawl underneath it, put it on. And hopefully, uh, sometime on Saturday, I can get out there and tackle the titanium weeds. So I was very happy to see that, uh, that arrive. We've been talking about uh, the proposed $400 debit cards to be sent to California car registered car owners uh, to try to alleviate the pain at the gas pump and your reactions to that. You think it's a good idea these $400 debit cards or do you have other thoughts on what the state might do? Our number here 209-551-3483 209-551 3483 let's find out what george in waterford thinks george welcome what are your thoughts
7: thank you yeah i do have a thought about you know our governor and this $400 debit card my thought would be instead of getting the debit card and using it for $400 i would rather pay the $400 up front get a debit card and every time i go to the pump get my 51 cents a gallon rebate off of that
1: Uh, that's an interesting thought. Do you think it's too complicated for them to, to, uh, reason out that formula up in Sacramento?
7: Well, I don't know. I mean, if they could give you that debit card, you know, to burn 400 bucks with, why can't they give you, you know, they, they scan you for everything else. Mm. You know, you put in your, your ATM card, you scan that card and then, you know, it's just, I would rather like you are saying, get the money back up front you know, then, then 400 bucks is nothing. I have an F three that's got a 49 gallon tank and it's a $300 bill. You know, every time I get to a quarter tank.
1: Absolutely.
7: So, I mean, that $400 is, is more, I'd rather give to a waiter or waitress than I would anything else. Cause it's not really going to help me.
1: That that's a great point. Just out of curiosity, George, uh, do you drive or do you have people driving with you or for you uh, in your, in your chosen career?
7: I'm lucky enough to have, I'm a superintendent for a local builder, and I have a, you know, a company truck, but my F-350 is, I do what my wife tells me when I pull the fifth wheel around with it. So, that's kind of my, you know, luckily I don't have to drive it every day. Yeah, I I got you. If I did, I wouldn't.
1: yeah so in in terms of uh your your career there uh, do you do you see that hiking up the 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 prices in terms of what the customer eventually has to pay?
7: It's horrible i mean i'm I'm building houses in Modesto and they're starting at seven hundred thousand dollars and you know wow. our bottom line is smaller at these 700,000 than it was when we were building $300,000 homes, just because everything's so expensive.
1: Yeah, George, great, uh, great point. Thanks for, (laughs) thanks for your thoughts there. And, and George, uh, again, like many of you thinking very creatively, how about uh, we get some relief on the front end with an innovative thought that he has rather than on, uh, on the back end. Uh, Again, I if if sent the four hundred dollars, I'll probably use it. For goodness sakes, I'm thinking of all the money I send to Sacramento as part of confiscatory taxation. It's against my will. Uh, I am I am all for paying reasonable taxes for reasonable, reasonable uh, service from the state. But I believe that we are overtaxed in California, and that, uh, our, in fact, our, our taxes are often used for things that I really don't approve of. And uh, same thing that happened when I was, uh, when I was uh, in, in, in the employee of the state, I, I had to be part of a union, uh, it's mandatory, and, and I didn't like a lot of the things that the union supported, uh, but I had to pay into it. And we'll do this at another time, not going to do it right now, but uh, the Pacific Justice Institute in Sacramento has uh, been very good about providing with Californians uh, with information about unions and union dues. And if you don't agree... With how your dues are being used for political purposes, uh, there are some things you can do with that. We're going to save that for a, another time, though, uh, after the bottom of the hour here, after uh, news and weather and traffic. I want to talk about uh, the uh, interview of our potential new Supreme Court Justice. We'll talk about that in five minutes on The Mike Douglas Show, coming up on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The show you love, with even more local news and more local reaction. The Mike Douglas Show now weekdays from three till five on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome to our number two of the Mike Douglas Show here on this beautiful Wednesday afternoon in California's Central Valley. Mike Douglas with you, your concierge for conversation, as we uh, talk about the issues of the day that. Worry us, aggravate us, and occasionally cause us joy as well. Right now, today, not talking about much joy when we're talking about uh, the governor's newest plan for uh, gas rebates in the gas tax rebates in the form of $400 debit cards coming back and uh, some brilliant observations, by the way, from, uh, from many of you today. Want to thank you for that. Going up uh, the, the road a piece up to Sacramento, taking a look at what's happening there, the Sacramento uh, Teachers Union, uh, they have gone on strike. If you've been following that, uh, they've been at the bargaining table and just have not been able to reach agreement with the uh, Sacramento Unified School District. And so the teachers up in Sacramento are uh, are on strike. Now, I know many of you, that I know of are or have been in the teaching profession in our listening audience. I come from a family of teachers. Mom was a teacher. My dad was a teacher. My sister is a teacher. I understand the stresses and strains of teaching. Been through it when mom and dad came home. Uh, Been through it listening to, uh, to my sister. Understand that unions do have value and in, in, uh, in some circumstances, especially when the individual teacher is facing some injustice by administration and such. Uh, and, and, of course, when it comes to bargaining for salaries and benefits, uh, the union uh, is, is very valuable in that regard. However, let me ask you this question. Do you think it's ethical for teachers to go on strike? especially right now. Do you think it's ethical? For the past two years, think of the past two years, our school children in California have been drugged through the keyhole, haven't they? And we know that especially a lot of the younger children having to have masks on, having to have the instructors or the teachers and the aides and administrators and such having their masks on has has been detrimental to them in terms of their learning. Uh, being at home not, uh, during the lockdowns, that was detrimental to our students. We have drug our students, not drugged, but we have drug our students through the keyholes of their schools for the past two years, and now what do you think, what effect, what effect does this have upon students finally we're able to get back into the classroom in in some places many places now the masks are are coming off and now the teachers go on strike what message do you think this sends to the students and their parents and i'm taking let let's let's say that what the Sacramento Unified School District was offering was unfair. Let's say it was. I don't know if it. I've read it all. I don't know what the truth is. I don't know if it was unfair. I don't know if it's the teachers' union union that's being unfair. But let's not for for the moment. Let's let's drop whose fault it is, in, in terms of injustices or uh, uh, unfairness, do you think it's ethical? for teachers to go on strike. Our area code here 209-551-3483. That's the number here to the Mike Douglas show and you you are such good thinkers. I'm interested to think what you think about this. Area code 209-551-3483. Now, again, I say in terms of background I understand a lot of the stresses and strains of the teaching profession. I mean, for years and years, when I was growing up, I lived with two teachers, both my mom and dad, and they happened to teach in the same school district. My mom was a first grade, sometimes second grade grade combination teacher, but mostly first grade teacher for over 40 years. My My dad was a high school Spanish teacher for almost 40 years, 36, 37, somewhere in there, uh, before he passed away. And I remember the stories. I remember the stories of being treated unfairly by administrators, by administrators that probably got into their positions by the old Peter principle. Remember that? Uh, You you, uh, promote people. And th- this happens in a lot of industries. I'm not just picking on teachers here. But oftentimes in some of these uh, professions, you promote people in order to get them out of a problem area they're in at the moment. So let's, let's promote them to an administrator position to gets them out of the classroom. And so then you have someone who is... Not a wonderful teacher as an administrator. Now, in my experience as a student, I had really great public school teachers, and I was public school the whole way. Great public school teachers. one well, once or a while we get one that was a little bit squirrely, and uh, I remember <laughs> the 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 brilliance of uh, a decision i I was always very good in in English classes. I know you can't imagine that, and not being a braggart here all I'm just I'm making a point. I was good at English, good at reading, and that's why I was good at english and And so when I got to high school and in 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 my area at that time, the year I entered high school, ninth grade got moved from what was then junior high school to high school. so I started high school as a ninth grader. They put me in what was called the Dumbbell English class. That's what they called it. And what was very interesting about this, and we'll get to the phones in just a second, but what was was interesting about this, being in the Dumbbell English class, I could not excel there because the teacher assumed that I wasn't very good at English because I was in the class. And I, I wrote some of my best stuff. I could get no higher than a B. Couldn't get an A from this woman because her assumption was I was a deadhead. And finally, my parents, being school teachers, went to the uh, principal and said, hey, we have a problem here. They moved me into the appropriate AP class, and I excelled. I I was able to fly, but it it shows that there, there are some problem teachers that And sometimes the administrators are are very good at responding to things. Sometimes they've been moved up to where they are because they were lousy in the classrooms. And that's when we get some bad decisions, and the unions can be profitable and valuable to teachers uh, in that regard. But the question I'm posing to you is, do you think it's ethical for teachers to go on strike? Our area code 209-551-3483, 209 551 3483. Three. Jake from Modesto, what do you think? Is it ethical for teachers to go on strike?
8: I, I think it's, um, I'm not going to say it's unethical because teachers have a right to do a job action in a negotiation format. However, I think it's inappropriate because of the pandemic that the children just went through for this past two years. Um, I used to negotiate contracts for a law firm, attorney law, for a labor law firm, and Usually in their contract or in their memorandum of understanding, the union employees usually have a right to, you know, to vote if they want to strike or not. So if if this is a normal memorandum of understanding, uh, a lot of these people live in the community and they decided to go ahead and strike. You had mentioned the fact that the union saying that it was unfair uh, negotiations going on, but... I haven't seen nothing in the newspaper that they filed an unfair labor practice with the uh, public employee uh, relations board. So that's probably just, you know, things that they're throwing out there trying to get the community on their side. Um, But I'm not going to say it's unethical. I'm just saying it's inappropriate based on what's going on for the last two years.
1: All right. Fair enough, uh, Jake. uh, And I think that's, that's a good observation and a good word to use. Uh, Maybe that's a better one to ask. Uh, Is it inappropriate? Uh, to uh, for the teachers to go on strike, and I think you framed it well, and this is, I think, what is uh, bothering me a lot, and that is what our students have been through the past two years, and now the teachers are going on strike. It just seems to me that, and I'm, I'll use your word, that it's an inappropriate uh, action at this time. If our focus really is the the good of the students, just out of curiosity, have you had or do you have school age children?
8: No, I used to.
1: You used, used to. to. Okay.
8: One other thing, uh, yeah. One other thing I wanted to say was that there's a number of job actions that these uh, teachers could have done, and they could have just went out there and done a community type job action, which showing everybody, telling everybody with signs that that they're in this negotiations, and they're close to maybe going to impasse and they need the community support, et cetera, et cetera, but not to strive. Just have a number of the uh, union members go out there and, you know, show some type of, uh, you know, display of uh, unity with the community and, and uh, try to get the community to support that way. And I just think this is inappropriate right now. It really is.
1: Yeah, Jake, I think that's a wonderful idea and that that idea of taking their, their beef, so to speak, taking their points and communicating those well to the community. And saying, "Here, here are our concerns. This is, uh, this is what's bothering us right now. This is what we think is unfair. If in fact they think uh, the the package they're receiving is unfair, and present that to the community, and and maybe you know something on the order of some town halls with the community. I like that option, Jake. I like it a lot. Good thought.
8: Thank you.
1: All right, Jake." Day. Uh, you too. Thank you very much for the call, Jake. Really appreciate it. Jake from Modesto. Uh, again, what I love about conversing with you 3 to 5 p.m. Monday through Friday, uh, you you really are great thinkers and you articulate your thoughts well and just so much appreciate that makes me think through a lot of my positions too. And so this, I just find this so valuable, this live and local time that uh, I Media gives us. From three to five PM Monday through Friday here on Power Talk thirteen sixty KFIV. Coming up, uh, we're going to talk about another school district issue, Los Angeles Unified School District. Uh, they they have a way to uh, spend money, a new one. Their uh, their plan uh, apparently it's uh, in in progress is to give all first graders a fifty dollars savings account from the city. To start saving for college. Is that the job of the school district in the city? We'll talk about that coming up in three minutes here on The Mike Douglas Show on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. <laughs> today's conversation for stockton modesto and beyond Beyond. now back to the mike douglas show on power talk
1: 1360 kfiv and welcome back to the mike douglas show here on this sunny almost summery wednesday afternoon here in california's central valley Uh, our theme here has gone from gas taxes uh, to the uh, teacher strike up in sacramento and now here's uh, here's something that i'd like to get your thoughts on as well. Los Angeles Unified School District. uh, They have expanded a program that gives first grade students in Los Angeles a savings account with a $50 deposit. And basically that's seed money, right? It's enough to open the account. Anyway, they've expanded that $50 for first grade students to all Los Angeles Unified School District first graders. Uh, And that announcement coming from city and county county officials, they're calling it the largest program of its kind in the United States. So they're calling it uh, the Opportunity LA program. And it began uh, about a year ago, spring 2021, for first grade students at only select high need schools in the LAUSD uh, system. So it's expanding now this spring to automatically enroll every first grade student at all 519 Los Angeles Unified School District elementary schools. Uh, let's see. Uh, some comments. Uh, here's uh, Los Angeles City Council President uh, Nuri Martinez says too many children simply can't afford higher education. Because of the work we've done here and the funds we've invested, 44,363 children can now plan for a future that includes higher education. I'm very proud of this partnership. Cannot wait to see what these children achieve. What do you think about that? Is it the job of the local government? Looks like a partnership between the city and the county and the Los Angeles Unified School District, is that a proper use of, I'm assuming, taxpayer funds to put $50 in a savings account for every first grader in the district, big district, to the future dream of going to college? I'm all for creating education savings accounts or savings accounts for education. I was able to uh, go to the University of Southern California because my parents put a portion of their money out of every paycheck into a a fund, uh, two savings account, one for my sister, one for me, and we were able to uh, go to the University of our choice, choices Because of that. So I'm all for it. My question is, is it a proper use of taxpayer funds to open a fifty dollar educational savings account for every first grade student? Do you do you support that? You think that's a good idea? Is it a proper use of public funds? Our number here, 209-551-3483. 2095513483 Here as I'm mulling this over again the principle is good however I'm not a proponent of every single child in America going to college I don't think every child in America needs to go to college I think there are some children in America that should go to a trade school because they're itching to get out there, work with their hands, and that's where their uh, giftings are in mechanics or whatever it might be. Now, there are some things, obviously, you're going to be an engineer, going to be a, in, in, in the field of medicine. You need to get some form of college education, university degree understand that, but not every student is going to do that. And so one of the underlying principles I disagree with, and that is that every child in America is owed a college education and secondly should even go to college. Some don't need to. There are people I know who are very successful didn't go to college, drove them nuts to be in the classroom, couldn't wait to get out of high school. And uh, some of them haven't even returned to the classroom and they do very well because they were very focused. They knew what they wanted to do and they didn't need uh, a degree for, uh, for what they were, uh, what they were going to do. Let's find out what you think. 209-551-3483. Katie from Modesto. What do you think about this $50 educational savings plan? Hello, Katie. (laughs)
6: Oh, hi, I'm sorry. Okay, so I was just thinking, my first thoughts are, if these funds are given to these um, low-income communities that need it, um, it's a good idea, but then who's going to be replenishing those funds? Is the city going to be putting money in each year, each school year? Um, Because my thoughts are, if they're from a low-income community, that they're not going to have money to keep putting into that fund. And then... When can they withdraw it? When they're 18? Is hmm. it only payable to a college? Like, you know, where's where's the guarantee that that money is going to go for what it's intended?
1: Yeah, exactly. That's- yeah, and, and uh, those are uh, questions uh, I don't have uh, answers to at the moment. But you bring up some, some good points. Uh, if they just let the $50 sit there, I doubt, given the rate of inflation, especially as it's going now, that uh, yeah, the interest gonna alone is going to help. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So right. uh, I think it's it's incumbent upon the parents anyway to uh, start pouring uh, some more monies into that fund. So I think it comes back to the parents where it should rely, in my opinion, in the first place. Katie, thanks for your thoughts. Really, uh, really appreciate that. So uh, what do you think? Is it local government's job? to establish these accounts and feed them, or is it the parent's job to establish these accounts accounts and feed them? Well, after news, weather, and traffic, we'll discuss that more at 209-551-3483 as the Mike Douglas Show continues in five minutes here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Again, the phone number 209-551-3483. Be right back.
0: The Mike Douglas Show. Now, weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Local talk is back in the valley with KFIV's Mike Douglas. Weekdays hit three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
1: And welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show. Mike Douglas here, your concierge for conversation, as we take a look at the issues of the day that affect you and me right here in the Central Valley. And uh, thank you so much for your thoughts. Our phone number here, 209 551 3483. The conversation right now. Focusing on your opinions about the L.A. Unified School District now giving fifty-dollar uh, seed monies to savings accounts to every first grader in the district—fifty bucks in a savings account uh, for college—and my question to you is: Is this the job of the district and local government, or is it the job of parents? Let's find out what you think. Area code 209-551-3483. Kenny from Modesto, what are your thoughts about this this proposal that's in effect uh, in L.A.? I, I think
8: they're really overstepping their hands. They shouldn't be using taxpayers' money to give to a kid that, that in 10 or 12 years may or may not even be in the school district. You know, this is for parents. As I heard you state earlier, my parents did the same thing. Uh, uh, they started up
3: a savings account at an early age. Parents did, you know. And the teachers, I don't
8: know where these people come from. They seem to be going left. So far left, it's just a grand shame.
5: Uh, uh,
8: How are you going to take my taxpayer money and use it for something that really don't even concern? Uh, I mean, this is a parent job. You know, I, it's almost as stupid as if you want to tell me that my kid uh, was born as a boy, but he, now he wants to be a girl. You know, I, as long as I've been living, God hasn't made no mistake. He made a boy, he made a girl. He made us to pay tax for them to use that for the purposes of fixing the country, man. Not sending my kid to uh, 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 creating a uh, uh, savings account
1: which my kid may or may not use in 10 years. Kenny, I, I uh, applaud your, your answer there, and I think uh, th- this comes down, Kenny, to our worldview. And if we have a world view that uh God created man and woman and and He gave us the blessing of having children and that we're responsible for having children, our worldview says the parents are responsible for bringing up those children uh the the children uh However, there are other world views that are saying no, the government needs to be the parent, and I think that's when we get on a very slippery slope in fact, I think that's uh, very scary, Kenny, when uh, the government continues to try to take over uh, the uh, the lives, the futures, the destinies of our, our children. Kenny, great thoughts. Thanks for joining us today. Appreciate your call. Our number here, area code 209 as we talk about L.A. Unified School District giving a $50 uh, seed savings account for future education for all of, uh, of their first graders, all first graders in the LAUSD area. Interesting. All right, let's find out what Mark thinks from Modesto. Um, Mark, what are your thoughts about this $50 savings account for education down there?
9: Well, Mike, thanks for taking my call. You know, anytime the state of California or the school districts are involved, anything it's never turned out good. Newsom today is now saying that it's free abortions in the state of California for anybody, and through this whole COVID thing, that they made everybody a parent that that and tell everybody how much they care, but actually they care not about a single person, and it's all of this is more about benefiting them and some other business, and collecting another middle income tax that we have to pay for so we'll be paying for abortions now in the state of california which we probably have been funding all along And now they're totally free and now we're going to pay for 50 dollars per child you know there's a bank involved and a lobbyist in this somewhere and i'll take your comments if you can help me think through this i'd appreciate it
1: yeah, I, I think you're right, Mark, and, and we need to dig a little bit deeper. I have only so much information from the article that, that I have, but it's raising a lot of questions. And And one of the other questions, Mark, is what if you move outside the district? What if you move to Idaho or Texas or Arizona or Florida? I don't know, wherever it is. What if you move? Well, what if you move outside the county? What if you move up here? Uh, there's no program like that up here. What happens to that uh, $50? I would assume that it continues to uh, uh, to gather interest. But can you uh, can you still use it if you move out of the district? If you move out of state? And uh, I think, Mark, the other thing that you bring up is is very apropos. We dig a little bit deeper as we peel the layers off the onion here, and that is, what are the motives? What are the motives from LAUSD and uh, the county and, and city of Los Angeles. What are the motives there for using public funding? Uh, and and what about those students that don't need a college degree? How about those that could uh, would be better served by trade schools? Does it apply there? So I think it's one of those things that, it, that creates more questions than answers. And uh, again, Mark, I, I appreciate you raising some questions as well. I appreciate your call today. And uh, friends, if you if you have some other thoughts bouncing off of uh, some of the great thoughts Mark had, our number here two zero nine five five one three four eight three. I think uh, the motives behind this need to be examined. Control, power, and dollars to me are always three things I want to look for behind. Uh, these types of local government and uh, state and federal government decisions. What's really at stake here? Uh, What's the final plan? What's the real outcome that we're looking for? Uh, Do we want to shade these children's education in one way? Can they go to... Any university, any college they want to, uh, even if it's something that uh, the state or or the local government doesn't approve of, or are they obligated to go to certain types of colleges? Don't know. These are factors. These are questions uh, that arise from all of this. Uh, Across the glass uh, from me, here comes um, another thought, and uh, that is, uh, what about mandatory financial literacy with the money? In other words, yeah, we'll give you uh, the $50 seed money for your educational uh, savings account, but we're going to use it as a teaching tool. And so if you're going to accept the money, then at some point you need to go through some financial literacy. I don't know about you, but in, what was it, ninth grade in high school, as part, it was a mandatory class. uh, We had a class, it was taught by a history teacher, I think. About uh, economics and and how we how we at that time how we fill out a checkbook, how we balance a checkbook. I know that's probably not <laughs> apropos today with all of the uh, technology we have, but it was simple things. How do you balance a checkbook? How does interest work in savings account? It was basic things that we as uh, young preteens and teens needed to know before we enter the outside world and what, four or five years. Uh, <clears throat> I don't know if that's still taught or not. I don't know if those practical things about how to survive, what, uh, what savings accounts mean, what checking accounts mean, how you manage them uh, at that time, how you fill out a check properly, etc. Don't know if that's taught, but that's a, that's a good thought. And, um, and then uh, the other suggestion from across the glass is uh, should be nonprofit money only. I agree with that. I, I guess I don't have a problem with this so much if it's coming from a nonprofit and they're using donated funds. Fine. I'm all for it. The, the public fund here is uh, the public source of funding is uh, what, what bothers me a bit. And uh, again, I don't, I'm not one that believes that every kid in the United States of America has to go to college. I just don't think that's necessary. It's not for everyone. Let's go back to the phones, 209-551-3483. Let's find out uh, what Debbie from Stanislaus thinks. Hi, Debbie. Welcome to the Mike Douglas Show this fine Wednesday afternoon.
10: Hi, Mike. Thank you. How are you doing? Okay?
1: Good. Thank you.
10: Okay, here we go. Let's pretend this thing goes through and it stays the way that this governor and all the other halfwits, in this state what they're doing to the state is insanity i went to la schools most of those kids could no more afford to start a savings account because their parents didn't have any money to give them to put in the savings account what's that going to do to their emotions what is that going to do to their thought process about their parents about themselves this is cruelty it's beyond cruelty this isn't teaching them anything This is forcing them to do something that is up to the parents, not up to the government. And if they want to teach them, have a class on it. But don't do it this way. That's not fair. It's going to hurt those children because they'll be embarrassed when another child says, well, what did your parents contribute for you? And they'll say, Mm -hmm. we can't afford it.
1: That is a real interesting thought, Debbie, a uh, good point. Beyond the, the $50 seed money, those parents that can afford it, I assume, uh, would would put more money in. And for some, their parents may not be able to put more money, especially in the way that inflation is attacking us today. And, and so your point, one of your points being, uh, it really is not fair to a lot of the students because- as they look at others to say, well, yeah, my, my parents have expanded that. I've, I've got $5,000 in, in my savings account now. And I, others will say, well, I've got, you know, the $50 plus whatever interest has accrued since, uh, since first grade. So I, I think you make a good point about it being inequitable. What do you think about this thought that if it's from a nonprofit, uh, maybe not such a bad idea, But then again, your point about parents not being able to participate, maybe that makes the nonprofit idea not so good as well. What do you think?
10: It isn't a nonprofit. It's a trick. Everything in this state is a trick. We better think long and hard because we're on the way out. Our whole country is. We're in big trouble. I don't know what else to say. But I do, but I'm not going to do it right now. I'll oh. take. I don't want to take the time away from other people. But I'll have a lot to say in the coming weeks, in the coming months.
1: All right, Mike, so, Thank you. Sounds good, Debbie. Thanks. So thanks for your thoughts on this. A uh, good, good point about uh, kids starting to compare. Uh, you know what? Uh, how many? How many dollars do you have in your educational uh, account? Well, I, don't, I only have this because. My parents couldn't afford to put more in. I I got it. I, good good point. And what prevents what prevents the the child when he's college age and decides not to go to college? What happens to that money? Hmm? Buy uh, buy some shoes with it. Buy a car. I don't know. We'll continue the discussion coming up at 209-551-3483 as The Mike Douglas Show continues here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV.
0: The Mike Douglas Show, now weekdays from 3 till 5 on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. Father, preacher, friend. It's the conversation you've missed. The Mike Douglas Show. Weekdays at three on Power Talk 1360 KFIV,
1: and welcome back to the Mike Douglas Show here on Power Talk 1360 KFIV. A majority of our time over the past few moments been spent talking about schools, the uh, teachers striking up in Sacramento, and then uh, this plan that LAUSD, LA Unified School District, has uh, rolled out, where every first grader gets fifty bucks in a savings account as seed money for college so you're getting some great reactions to all of that and uh let's uh, let's hear uh from a former teacher at 209-551-3483 nancy from modesto what are your thoughts about all of this today
2: well <laughs> i haven't been able to hear your entire show uh but what i did hear uh was kind of um, interesting, I thought, especially about the uh, money that the Los Angeles School District plans to give to parents for their children to go to college. Um, I I have uh, mixed feelings. I can understand possibly that it might be a good thing. However, what I think of this is, and I'm in that car, but I just parked, <laughs> anyway, um I I really feel it's just another way that the government is uh, continuing to make people more and more dependent on the government for everything, and I don't feel that's the way to do it. Um, Parents, I do believe, should do the best they can for their children. Uh, Children have been raised in uh, many different ways uh, in this world, and it doesn't matter how rich the people are that raise them or how much money they have, it's how and what they teach the children. And uh, work ethic is, of course, very important. And I agree with you, I have always said that not all children are meant to go to college. They, there are many good skills out there that they can learn. We need apprentices, we need people who can build or do plumbing or electricity. But, I really feel like the Government and the schools are part of our government, um the public schools um are really just working on be- having everyone dependent on the Government. And I think that's a bad idea.
1: I agree with you, Nancy. I think bit by bit, uh, government has chipped away at the expectations of parents. and then secondly, at the responsibility that parents have, and over That's time, yeah. uh, Nancy, I think this takes in uh, uh, us into socialism. If if we're not if we're not there right. already, right? Uh, and and I just uh, right. I just feel right. that we need to start reinforcing what parents are responsible for Nancy I'm I'm sure that as, as you have uh, dealt with children uh, over a, a period of years uh, during your teaching teaching career if you give someone a high? <laughs> high a high expectation that gives them a high a high bar to aim for but if you give them low expectations I think you're going to get the same kind of result don't you feel that we we need to hike up uh, the expectations to raise the bar for expectations for our students as as well as for their parents
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's like dumbing down education, and I don't appreciate that. And also changing history. I don't
3: like that either.
1: <laughs> yeah, a, amen to that. Uh, Nancy, great calls. And by the way, uh, just having grown up with two uh, teachers in my household and, and my sister as well, <laughs> thank you for your service as uh, as a teacher for those many years. Uh, it It is... Um, it's an interesting profession. It has its ups and downs, and uh, I know that you put a lot more time into it than you probably were ever compensated for. So uh, for you and all the other <laughs> well, teachers out there, thank mean. you for what you've done. Appreciate it. It
2: was, it was my pleasure. All right.
1: Nancy from Modesto. Thanks so we much. Nancy from Modesto, bringing another perspective there as a as a former teacher, we're not going to get to the Supreme Court today. Love the two hours, but we're bumping the clock again. And even with two hours, uh, not quite enough time, to. but we'll get to the Supreme Court proceedings or the proceedings about the uh, Supreme Court justice to be uh, tomorrow. I have some observations I want to share with you. Uh, today was National Puppy Day or is National Puppy Day. You know what the top 10 breeds are, according to the AKC? Yeah here's one to 10 starting at number one labrador retrievers beautiful dogs french bulldogs number two golden retrievers number three love golden retrievers too german shepherds poodles bulldogs beagles there you go snoopy rottweilers a lot of rottweilers uh, chased me during my law enforcement days uh, German uh, short-haired pointers and soons. That is the correct pronunciation, by the way. Doc, That is that is the German. And you may say, how do you how do you know that? Well, doc means uh, uh, badger, uh, and and hund means dog. These were originally dogs hunting badgers. And with that pearl of wisdom, see you tomorrow at 3 on the Mike Douglas Show. Power Talk 1360, KFIV. Have a great night.